Welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to improve themselves, overcome obstacles, and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm really grateful that you're here. We had a great interview last week, if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, with Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife. She was here in February, and she's back to talk about goodness, basically how to find who you really are at your core and do things for the real right reasons instead of what everybody tells you to do. So there's so much more to it. It's really complex, but as usual, uh, Jennifer unfolds it in a really wonderful, easy to uh, follow way. I have linked to that episode in the show notes for you. If that helps, you can find the show notes at my website, aboutprogress.com. You can also find me on social media, Instagram and Facebook at About Progress. I have to thank people who have subscribed and left reviews. We are now up to 30 reviews, which makes me really excited. And I'm almost to my goal of 50 reviews. So if you can take some time to do that, that would be lovely. I hear doing it on the desktop is easiest, but you can also do it by searching for About Progress on your app and your phone and then leaving a review there. And that's usually through Apple Podcasts. Today, I have an awesome interview. Someone who is so inspiring and really energetic and fun. And I know you're going to really enjoy this one. It's Emily Nelson. She is the co-founder and co-creator of High Fitness, which I'm sure you've heard of. It's still fairly new, but taking North America by storm. So in today's interview, Emily talks about her growing up years and what inspired her to have a strong work work ethic and how she eventually started this incredible fitness brand with her friend and business partner, Amber Zenith. Emily's a really passionate person and she and Amber are both passionate about their vision. It's not to just create a fitness class, but a fitness community. I loved hearing more of the backstory behind the creation of this community and hearing from Emily and learning more about her. Let's turn to our time together. Hi, I'm here with Emily Nelson. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really well. You're so nice to speak to me so late on your time. I really appreciate it. I'd like if you could start by giving us an introduction. Okay, my name is Emily Nelson, and I am one of the co-owners and creators of High Fitness. Um, My business partner, who's the other half of it, her name is Amber Zenith, and she lives in Canada, so that's kind of fun. I'm sure we'll talk about that. I... I live in um, Bountiful, Utah, and I am the mother of two little girls, a seven-year-old Blakely and a three-year-old Andy, and married to the best guy in the whole world, Hank Nelson. And we are just crazy and busy and live a crazy life, but it's our life, and we have a lot of fun doing it. So that's kind of just my my titles there, co-owner, creative, high fitness, and mom and wife. There's so many directions we, we can go. It's kind of nice, though, to hear a little bit more about what makes you tick, like what life was like for you growing up and how that might have influenced where you have taken your life now. Okay. So I grew up in Bountiful, Utah, which is funny because I'm back there now. I yeah. haven't always been there, but five years ago, we moved back. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am the youngest of five kids, so I love being the baby. Mm-hmm. So you're always, it's always <laughs> favored. I have three older sisters and one older brother. 
And um, so I just grew up with really good examples. All my siblings were super go-getters and just so sweet to me and so nice. So I feel like I always had a drive to do stuff and be good and get good grades and do well in sports and whatever because of their examples and kind of, you know, living up to what they've done. And I, people laugh when I tell them I was painfully shy when I was little because you would not know that. I am not shy at all now. Wow. But when I started dancing and I started like competing and performing, Mm -hmm. that's when I totally came out of my shell in all aspects of life. I think that I love to perform and I call it now when I teach fitness, I feel like I'm putting on a performance every time. And I think that's like my calling in life. So I think just that was, it's always been something that's in me. So as soon as I started performing, I just kind of came out of my shell. And I think anyone that knows me after that knows that I'm not shy at all. As I grew, like I'm definitely a social person. I love being around people. I would stay up late. If anyone's hanging out, I have to be there. I can't miss out. It doesn't matter how little sleep I get. And I'm still that way. And it's why people make fun of me. They're like, can't you miss out? And I'm like, nope. And I've been like that since I was little. And my parents still make fun of me, even though I'm a grown adult. They'll be like, you should really get more sleep. And I'm like, I think I can manage that. I'm an adult. But I just, I, I just always love to be around people and what's going on. And in high school, I loved friends and, and planning things. And I think that's my personality. I've always loved to be busy. And I think that helps me now in what I'm doing and my, my ability to have very little sleep. I think that helps me now too. So I do think being around people and, and that I've always been goal driven. And I think that comes from my upbringing for my parents. They were super in, you know, um, they always pushed us to be our best. And I always ask them, I'm like, how were you such good parents? Like they weren't hovering over you and like a pressure where you felt like you let them down, which I know a lot of people feel, Mm -hmm. but I feel like they were perfect at like being like, you can do stuff without that pressure of like, you're going to fail. But yeah, I think I've always been very goal oriented and driven. And my parents allowed us to um, like I worked some jobs, but they really wanted us when we were in high school to, to go after like our extracurricular. And if we did well in school and, you know, showed up to our practices and did those things, then they would help, you know, fund, you know, certain things like our extracurricular. And I think that gave me a really strong work ethic because my husband always tells me, you have the, the strongest work ethic of anyone I know. And that comes from him, which he grew up on a farm working very hard. So I always, you know, feel really proud of myself when he says that because I'm like, well, I grew up, you know, in very good circumstances. So I would always hope that I had a good work ethic. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk now about the evolution of high fitness, which you are the co-founder of, like you said, first though, um, did, how did this translate to this passion that you have of fitness? When did that start for you and how did it evolve into this, business and community that you now are the head of. Yeah. Yeah. I always think sometimes I'm like, how did I end up here, you know, in this crazy position, but I just feel really blessed to be able to do something I love. So as I kind of talked about, I have a very active family and I grew up always very active. And so I knew kind of, as you transition out of high school, it's a weird time because you're what you've done, you've always been active, whether I, mine was dance, but it could be, you know, volleyball or basketball. And suddenly you're kind of going off to college. And if you're not playing collegiate sports, you're kind of like, 
what am I going to do? But you need to stay active. And so I started running and I always loved fitness and I started going to fitness classes and that's like where my love is group fitness. And some people don't Mm -hmm. love it, but I just thrive off of that. I think it's because of the social aspect and you're just in this group of people that just are there to sweat and get stuff done. And so I just always thrived off of that. And so I started just going to tons of classes. I still taught dance and I, I just knew one day I wanted to be a fitness instructor, but I was going to college and all this stuff. And, and when Right. I went to um, BYU and I majored in broadcast journalism. Oh, really? And yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. I was like, I should have known you're a natural. (laughs) I'm like, I should have gotten a business degree, but apparently no. (laughs) Um, So I I still say that I use my degree, though, because I feel like I'm like performing every day and I'm in front of people. So um, that works. But I, I always still did fitness and went to classes and whatever. And when my husband, um, he got offered a job in Canada and I had been working in sales and marketing and kind of PR for, um, a company, uh, the Utah blaze, which is an indoor arena football team. And so I kind of left that behind to move to Canada with my husband. And I said to my mom, I said, I'm going to teach fitness. And she was like, that's not a real job. And I was like, Oh yeah, it is. And it's going to happen. So we moved there. And the first day I get there, we always laugh. I found, I went in search of a gym and not because I'm like obsessive workout, but I just, it's just my happy place. I love being around people and I like the way that it makes me feel. So we went to a gym and I still laugh to this day because the person that gave me the tour in the gym was Amber, who is now my business mm, partner. Yeah. And we connect, she gave me, you know, a tour of this gym and I was like, well, it's really nice, but it's expensive. I'm used to Utah's Gold's Gym, like nine ninety nine a month. This mm-hmm. is like a hundred dollars a month, and here we are, like newly married. You know, I'm like, yeah, this isn't gonna happen. But something just drew me to that gym, and I, um, so I ended up working there at the front desk to get a free membership, and that just translated into, oh, you worked in sales and marketing, okay, well do you want to certify? Because if you work for us, you can certify for half price. So I started just getting certification upon certification and building, building my repertoire and started teaching. And it just clicked for me. It doesn't click for everyone, but I loved it. I got my group exercise, my portable equipment, my boot camp, my bender ball, my TRX, my, you know, step, like all these. And I started doing that. And I actually ended up working as the group fitness director, which runs all the group fitness programs while I was there as well. Wow. And um, my business partner, Amber, worked in memberships up there, and we just became friends. We weren't super alike. We, weren't, we didn't hang out all the time. We just kind of were acquaintances and friends. Well, we had our babies, our first babies, and we're 10 years apart in age, but we had our first babies within three months of each other. Oh, so that just fun. kind of bonded us a little bit. Yeah. And I had told her I had been teaching Zumba. And I said to her, you got to teach with me. And she has zero dance background. So I come from a dance kind of into fitness. She has zero dance background. And she said, I can't do that. And I was like, I'll just give you my routine. So she was like, okay. So we just kind of started teaching together. Um, Shortly after, I moved back to the States. And we just kept in touch. And once I moved back to the States, I moved back to Utah. I started teaching... um, 
lots of other formats and just really hit my own stride in teaching. I, I gained a huge following in the area that I was and I just, I loved it. I had, I had one little girl and it was just fun. I loved it. It was passion and I didn't feel like I needed more. Every time I'd go up to Canada, Amber and I would connect. We would teach classes together from afar. We would pass choreography back and forth and just kind of, you know, brainstorm ideas, make ourselves better and our classes better. Well, when um, in 2000, geez, I'm going to get my dates real wrong here because the last couple of years have been a whirlwind. But, yeah, it seems uh, like it's happened fast. Sometime, and I'm trying to think when my, my last baby was born, but I'm going to say in 2013, yeah. um, she Amber contacted me and she said, I think I'm going to start my own thing and I really want you to be a part of it. And here mm-hmm. I am nine months pregnant with my second baby yeah. and I'm still teaching fitness, but I'm thinking, yeah, I think I'm good. You know, you're yeah. kind of like, I got a good thing going. I have this strong following. My classes are good. I don't know. And she, she said to me, she said, I feel like instead of big big name classes like Zumba or Body Jam or these less milk, instead of drawing people in because they're very popular, she said, I feel like people throw up a wall because they immediately say, I can't do that because they've been around Mm -hmm. long enough, right? They have this stereotype in their head of, I can't do that. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And she said, I want, and she said, I want to create a class that, you know, takes our favorite things that we like out of certain classes and kind of makes it accessible. And so we started bouncing off. We call that kind of when a brainstorm, like start, we would always pass back and forth ideas of like, well, in my class, I do a toner and vice versa. And she started pulling these ideas to mesh into what we would create as our perfect class. And um, so she gets all the credit for coming up with the name, which has been so fun because it's such a fun play on words. But she created High Fitness with the eye as a lightning bolt. Mm, I love it. And with people, whenever people say, how did you come up with that? She said, it just came to me like a lightning bolt, like, you know, from the sky, just yeah. hit me. And I'm always, we always laugh. But, um, and since then, the logo's evolved. It used to be a triple lightning bolt. Now it's a double two-tone. You know, we, mm. like the branding is involved, obviously, over time. But so she sent me a tank when she got the name and I had it on it and I wore it. And we, I just, we just kind of kept bouncing off things. But she was alone, right? She had one, mm. she was teaching a class up there and, just kind of the concept was coming together. So I went and visited her in the summer of 2015. I may get that wrong, 2014. (laughs) And we taught a class together. And she said, I really, I think you're what I need to make this happen. We really pull it together, the, the two of us. And so um, I'm a religious person. So I felt like I needed to pray about it. And decide if this is right for me and my family. Crap. Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't think I was gonna get emotional talking about this, but it's um, like a life changing moment though, really. Yeah, and I knew I knew that it was gonna be a huge sacrifice mm-hmm. on my family if if I took this on so it needed to be right. And I felt really strongly that this was something that I was supposed to do. So That's incredible. I called her up and I said, I said, I'm in. And mm. from that moment, we have not backed down, not once. And we have put our whole heart, soul, everything into 
building a fitness brand that we feel like is different than just fitness, a community, mm. a fitness yes. community that made people feel like they could be a part of it yeah. and, and that it doesn't matter what you look like or that, but how do you feel? And that's what we wanted from this brand. Hmm. So I know that's kind of a long story to get to that, but people get so confused. Like, how do you guys know each other? And, and this makes no sense, you know, like with no, the Canada No, this is why thing, I wanted to talk like, to you because this is why, yeah. yeah, people want to understand this, this background. What I think is so incredible about that, though, is that you two both had this vision of you didn't want it to be the, the class of people say, I can't do that. It was the, I can mm-hmm. do that. And I like how you said this isn't, you said this is a fitness brand. That's different than mm-hmm. a fitness class. So tell me, tell me what it means to be a fitness brand versus a fitness class and how yeah. that kind of well, plays into your vision. Yeah. So we wanted, we felt like there was a niche missing in the fitness industry and that is why we created it. People ask us all the time, why did you create that? And it's, we love all sorts of fitness and we never think our class is better than somebody else's. Never, never, never. We just think that there are so many, there's people just need to find something they love. I think with fitness, I always say, you know what? You may not like high fitness, but let's find you something you do love. You may love yoga, whereas I'm not so great at it, or you may love running or, but give something a try because you never know if you're going to love it. Right. So we just wanted to create, we felt like there was a niche missing in the fitness industry because classes, um, a lot of group fitness classes were either super dancey and maybe not as good of a workout. So kind of hard to follow. So people mm-hmm. didn't, if you were new, you didn't feel like you had, or on the other end, like a boot camp where you get a killer workout, but you're like 10 more burpees, you know, and you're like, come Try not on. To throw up. <laughs> yes. Or and we're up. like, Yeah. And we're like, why has nobody created a fitness class that can be fun, but kick your trash? You know, like if you, especially as a mom, if you have one hour to work out, I mean, and that's, I, I don't know how people do more than that because it's crazy town. It's like in that hour, you want to feel like, holy cow, I just did something awesome. And I feel so good. Like that you actually worked your body and I get it. Sometimes you just want to go and let loose and not think, but like, go in and just get your butt kicked, but yet leave with the biggest smile on your face. And that's what we wanted to create. And whether someone gets results, I mean, we've had weight loss stories like you wouldn't believe, but the ones that I love are people coming to us. I just came out of postpartum depression. I've never, I went off my, my meds. I went off my migraine medicines. I have a 73 year old participant who's been coming for since the very beginning for three years. And she's lost weight and gone off her migraine meds. I have, um, a, a lady who, um, she had a stillborn and she was in a funk and she mm. started coming to high fitness and she's just like, you changed my life. She says this to me every week. And I'm like, you got to stop saying that. Cause I cry every time oh my gosh, and she how says, could you, not? you, you changed my life and you brought me out of, you know, back. And now she goes to lots of other fitness classes as well, but just got her out of that funk. And that's what we mean by creating a fitness brand is we wanted a culture, not only just a class. Yeah, they come and people get, I've seen people lose a ton of weight and get super toned and look amazing. But the overlying concept is, is they come in this room and they feel welcomed. In every instructor training that we do, it's, you got to make them feel welcome. You know, those fitness classes you walk into and people have their spots 
and they're all standing there and you're like, I feel so uncomfortable right now. You know, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I have, even as a fitness professional. And we wanted people to come in and feel like, hey, welcome, are you new? And just this overwhelming sense of, I'm, I'm a part of something. And I don't know these people next to me, but suddenly I feel like they're kind of my best friends and we're all just sweating and coming to become the best versions of ourselves. That's what we always say. Come and give your all and don't say, I want to look this way or I want to be this way, but I want to become the best version of myself. And one of the examples we always give is me and Amber and I, we have like total different body types, right? We, we work hard. We both work hard. We're totally different. And we say to people, I, I'm never going to look like her. She's never going to look like me. I'm never going to teach like her and she's never going to teach like me because we're all our own self. And I think that as women, we see things and we think, I got to be like that. I got to look just like that. And because, and then we realize, no, we need to be who we are and become the best versions of ourselves. And that's when things really start to happen. Okay. So I love, I love that you are more about this community and this feeling and empowerment. Um, I want to know for you what you get out of fitness and, and how that translates to the work you are doing with, with this community and how it's more for you than just looking good and the difference it can make in your life. You've, you touched on how it's helped others, but I, I want you to speak more on that if you can. Yeah. So for me, fitness, the reason why I think I've always been so into fitness is I love the way that it makes me feel more like alive and awake. I always joke that fitness for me is my Prozac. Like I would maybe be on bed without it. But when I go in the morning and I go get a good workout or whatever I do when I move, I feel like my brain is more awake. My body is more alive. And, and that's what it really does for me as well as I, I love fitness and what I get out of the classes is being able to teach people and watch them grow or see them light up or things like that. Like that in turn makes me feel so happy. I get it threefold. I always, my husband always jokes sometimes when I'm like having like the most tired day and I've been working all day and he knows I teach that night or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired. And within two seconds, like literally the warm up starts and I'm like a whole new person. Like I just feel Mm. like, that music comes on and I just light up inside and it just makes me feel so happy. And I watch that translate. Like as I light up, then the rest of the room starts to feel that. And I, I love watching a class from when we started and everybody kind of comes in, whether it's an early morning and they're tired or the end of a day and just like thinking like, Oh man, I got to get my workout in. It's late at night and just watching that light up. I also think as women, um, just having, it's hard to get away, right? Like yeah. it's as moms or whether you're in, you're in the workforce or whatever you're doing, it's hard to find that time. And I think our generation is better at making that time. I know I was chatting with a lady even today and she was like, I never used to work out when I was younger. And she's like, it was just different. There wasn't mm-hmm. gyms, the accessibility. And I said, no, I agree. I agree. I think that our generation that is realizing, yeah. And how important it is to making us you know, not everyone agrees, but for me, I feel like it makes me a better mom. Like when I'm able Mm -hmm. to get that hour in for that clarity to take that time to get away. And it's, 
it's more of a feeling than, than the way that you look. And I think the reason why I'm so passionate about that is um, like there was a time in college, it was in my senior year of high school into college where I, I felt that pressure of perfectionism and being a certain way and looking a certain way. And I started doing, you know, unhealthy habits and leading down paths that weren't um, sustainable. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember, I clearly, I was talking to my cousin about this and I said, I clearly remember sitting there one day thinking, I can't, I can't keep doing this because someday I want to be a mom. I want to mm-hmm. be a wife. And I, this, when you're in, trying to achieve perfection and like think you have to be some way, it's exhausting and it's so, oh my goodness, yeah. it's such a selfish like mindset. And <sighs> I think that when we come out of that selfish mindset, our happiness just blossoms and that's how we become, that's how we come alive. I think when we try to pursue this, I need to be this way, I need to look this way, I need to do this, and this perfectionism, we don't realize it, but it's a very selfish kind of thought. And I remember thinking, you can't be that way and be who you want to be. This isn't you. And it really was an eye-opening experience for me to come out of that and be like, yeah, I do want, I want to, I want to be around people and I want to inspire them and I want to be a wife and a mom. And, and by doing that, you can't think about yourself all the time. You have to think about others. And in turn, when you think about others, you become a better person and you feel better about yourself. And I think, so now having that eye-opening experience, I'm very careful. We're very careful when we market high fitness to make it about more than the image. Hmm. In our marketing materials, you do not see ab selfies. You don't see naked shots oh, of before yeah. and afters. We ne- we do not have that because we don't want that to be what people, I know people love that. I know mm-hmm. people love that. So Well, they love it and they don't yeah. because it makes them feel bad about themselves, but something about it. I know that if we did more of that, we could have more followers on Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. but we've chosen to focus on, okay, here's this awesome story about this girl who's lost all this weight and she looks so good, but how does she feel on the inside and Mm -hmm. how is, how has it changed her life as, you know, as a person and as a mother or as a coworker or a friend and how has that changed her? And guess what? In her fitness clothes, you can tell exactly how good she looks too. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You don't need to see everything. And I think that it's, it's hard, but we have tried so, so hard in all that we do to stick to that standard. And I think that's from experience from where I've come from. Um, in, in, and in being in the fitness industry, it's hard not to get sucked into that. Sure. It really is hard. My sisters always say to me, how do you stay like so, you know, normal, you know, like without getting sucked into that world? And it's because Amber and I make a very conscious effort to make it that way, to make it about the community and wanting to be a part of something and feeling empowered and becoming the best version of yourself rather than looking a certain way and being a certain way. And I think that's what's opened this barrier of making it attainable to a lot more people. I love hearing more about the background of this. 
Um, you know, I have a similar history with that. I've talked about it a lot. So I understand mm-hmm. that uh, decision point that you get to in your life where you have mm-hmm. to decide, is this worth what it's doing to me and, and what it demands of me? And mm-hmm. and you, you just said the word empower, you know, empowered. And that was the a word I just wrote down. While I'm hearing your story mm-hmm. and and your goals behind what you're doing and building this fitness brand community is empowerment. And that's what I see mm-hmm. your number one goal, both within yourself and with others, is to empower yourself and others to to love life and to grow. And it's not about the abs. It's about it's about them as a person and you as a person. And mm-hmm. I like that you talked about the triple trickle effect too. There's, there's so many decisions we make that are trickle effects. I see that with the, the woman who said every weekend, you, you changed my life. This it's a fitness class, right? Like that shouldn't mm-hmm. be life changing, but it can mm-hmm. be like any little, any little choice we make to try something new is empowering. And mm-hmm. it becomes a trickle effect to the rest of our lives. You know, it, it can, it's so, it, you know, it reaches so many different spheres. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know I just gave a long commentary on what you just said, but. No, I love it. It's so cool. Um, one of the greatest things for Amber and I is that we get to meet so many incredible women and a few men. I will say we do have men, so I can't yes. forget about them because they love it. But we get to meet the most incredible women that I never would have met, mm-hmm. like ever. And this is not only in my classes, but now with trainings, because we travel all over the country and up in Canada, and we get to meet these women and a few select men and get a, like, we don't get their whole story. And sometimes I don't get anybody's story, but occasionally we get it. And I have like, now I have like 700 new friends, you know, I don't know all of them now, but we've, you know, in the last two and a half years, we now have seven hundred instructors across the western United States and Canada. So Actually whole new United States now. I'm so used to saying Western, but we made it to the East Coast. Um and I get to meet the coolest people and I get to hear their stories. And honestly, my life is so blessed because of that. If anything, like that's sometimes whenever I get so like just down. I mean it's hard, you know, to run a business and and be a mom. And when I think, okay, why am I doing this? Like, it comes back to that point where I knew it's what I was supposed to do. And then I hear someone sends me an email and says, you have no idea what this has done for me. Because they, as these women, when they certify, they now get to feel what I feel, right? Mm -hmm. When I teach a class, and they get to run this little, their own little mini business. And they can run it as small as they want, or as big as they want. They can put as little into it as they want, or as much, and they get to, and so I've seen so many women say, this got me out of my funk, or I now have been able to afford things that I never thought I could, because of this, I'm able to do this, and and have some security, you know, that extra money that we needed, or not even, whether it's monetary, or coming out of depression, or just that self-esteem that, like, wow, I can do this. I never thought I could do this. And, you know, people say to us like, oh, do you go to a training? And people are, you're like, oh no, like they're not very good is what I'm saying, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never count anyone out because mm-hmm. I have watched in a training, mm-hmm. the dark horse absolutely kill it oh. because they put their whole heart and soul into it and they work so hard. So I never count anyone out. And I'm, I've watched people, honestly, like, 
completely change and work so hard and rock classes and build this huge following. So it is so fun to watch. And I feel like on my side of it, that is like the biggest blessing is watching people, you know, become, I like to say this best version of themselves. And it, it sounds weird because it's a fitness class. And that seems kind of like it would be superficial because, oh, yeah, you're at the gym or whatever. But that's what's so great about it is these women are like, I've met these other women and I have these friends from all walks of life and everybody comes together. And, and that's where the community part of it comes from. So I'm, I, I know that there are some people who are like me and they don't have a high fitness class nearby. Mm-hmm. How would you describe what a normal class looks like just so they know what that is and, and uh, what they're maybe missing out on and maybe they can try to find it <laughs> one nearby? I- that's good. I guess we should be talking about what I'm even talking about, right? Um, okay, so what a typical high fitness class looks like is it is a group fitness class, and it is to all music that is literally straight off the radio or iTunes. So one thing we really wanted to create with that music is the driving factor. Mm. So we um, each instructor buys their own music off of iTunes so that it is just straight music because a lot of fitness music is usually like digitized like chicka chicka you know what I'm talking Uh about like the crazy kind of digitized we wanted it to be that raw music where people all of a sudden the beastie boys comes on and they're like oh remember this song you know that nostalgia so we have everything from beastie boys to taylor swift to led zeppelin to you know like it we literally have the whole gamut of music so so that it appeals to everybody and it is, so basically, um, it is old school aerobics made modern. So what we've done is that. we've taken the good parts of aerobics, you know, the, the kind of the simpler choreography to follow, base fitness moves, and we've set them to fun music. But we've made it modern in the fact that we're doing burpees and tuck jumps and jumping jacks and high knees. But when you're doing 20 burpees in a song, you don't notice because you're doing it to, I've got the magic in me, you know, like singing along. So every time it's saying, I got the magic in me, you're doing a a burpee tuck jump, which would seem miserable if you were at a boot camp, right? Yes, it would. But you don't realize (laughs) it because you're kind of doing it to the music. And then the next song starts and it's a totally different song. And so you're kind of like distracted a little bit by the music. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes during class, people want to kill me because I'm pushing them to the max. But by the time they get to that end, we've worked the full body. So the class is a mix of cardio tracks. So where you're pushing that cardio heart rate, and then you come down and you do some toning tracks. So you kind of heart rates up and then you bring it down to burn out the legs. Then you bring the heart rate back up for cardio for two tracks. Then you bring it down. And then we have what we call cardio peak tracks in the middle so kind of that big push right in the middle I like to call it the puke point (laughs) but you bring it you kind of hit your your high and then we do like a little bar track to bring it down and work the small muscles and then you have your cardio toners and then we add we end with an all arms and abs track Um, it's all kind of standing abs a little floor work and then because we don't do math it's just no equipment needed so you literally get to show up you don't need any equipment. The music pops on. You follow them. And you just get this full body workout just using your body weight mixed with cardio and toning tracks. Um, that sounds people so love fun. It because, yeah, I know. It's so fun. And it's just fun to watch people. I mean, the biggest thing my sister said to me, 
do you ever get sick of people when they say, I can't dance? Mm. I can't dance, so I can't come. And I was like, if I had a dime for every time someone said that, I'd already be rich, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't need this. But it, it's just so, it's so fun to watch people because, my, so like I said earlier, Amber has zero dance background, and I do. So it's the mesh of the two of us that is where the genius and the choreography lies. It literally takes the two of us to make the magic happen. And we test songs to make sure constantly we're testing them. I call our classes the guinea pigs, you know, because we're testing, are they safe? Are they Mm. effective? Are they fun? Um, Do they flow well? And we just dissect these. Okay, that worked, that didn't, until it becomes perfect. And once it becomes perfect, that's when it gets launched out to the instructors, you know, for them. Um, And that's where it kind of, the process. But because of that, she'll say, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's too dancey. Or I'll say, okay, this needs to be toned down. And we kind of make it work. And it's so fun to watch people who think, you know, I can't, you know, kind of like, oh, we'll see. I've heard about this. And then they come up to me after and they're like, I I followed that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Because every song only has technically four moves. So it's way Mm. less complicated than you think. Like if you're watching something, you're kind of like, oh, that looks complicated. But when you're actually doing it, it's a jump burpee and a high knees this way, right? If you break it down, it's really only four moves per song. And I always say to people, are you sweating? Do your legs burn? Okay, great. Then whatever you didn't catch, then it doesn't really matter, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If you didn't catch the rest of the move, then you're good because you at least caught enough to get a good workout. So um, breaking down that barrier is kind of hard sometimes, but um, it's been fun to watch people, you know, when you first started, you just hope people like something. And now to see so many people be passionate about something that you're so passionate about, it's so, it's so fun. And that's, and that's all I can ask for. Oh, that's totally evident. I mean, your passion is clear, but the people who take these classes, it's, I mean, it's contagious too. And so I've been dying to take a class and I'm really excited the next Mm -hmm. time I come to Utah, I'm planning on, I know it's not just in Utah though. So can you tell people Mm -hmm. where, where to look online so that they can find a class nearby? There are classes in California where I am, but they're just not in anywhere in my area. So there's a lot of states and, and so tell us where to look. Yeah, so we are spreading and um, we're getting ready to also go to a giant fitness convention this summer that's really going to take it to the next level as far as spreading it to bigger areas more, which will be a lot lot of fun. But um, already we have training set up all over. So I promise if everyone's patient, it will come sooner than hopefully sooner rather than later. But if you go to our website at highfitness.com, you can search under classes and find a class. And okay. um, so you can kind of search your area. And if something doesn't pop up, just keep checking back and hopefully it will um, in the next little while. Because we do, I mean, just in the last month, we had trainings in Chicago, Virginia, Arizona, Hawaii. Yes, I got to go to Hawaii. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, we're, so we're definitely making that leap and it's it's starting to spread. And we get requests, you know daily for new areas. We'll be in Las Vegas and Idaho and um, Dallas, Texas by the end of the month. So we're working on spreading it. Yeah. So Emily, you're not, I mean, obviously you're not just a fitness instructor. I would say like you are definitely an entrepreneur and maybe an accidental entrepreneur. I don't know if that's what you had in your, in your game plan for your life, but you definitely are an entrepreneur. I mean, you're balancing 
so much. So what has it been like uh, being an accidental entrepreneur? How how has it changed you? And what are some of the best parts of going after these dreams? And what are some of the hardest parts? Um, yeah, for sure. Accidental entrepreneur. People always say to me, did you, did you ever dream that it would be this big? They'll say that to Amber and I will say, well, we hoped because we put everything into it. You yeah. know, I don't mm-hmm. know if you say, cause you, if you didn't think it was, then you would have set yourself up for failure, right? Like we went in with a vision yeah. and just have never swayed from that. But it, it's been crazy. Yeah. Like you said, I had two little girls. Um, my youngest was six months old when I started high fitness and she's now, I always gauge it upon her life. Okay. How mm-hmm. old is she? That's how old how old minus six months and she's three and a half. So we're three years in and, um, it's been, it's been crazy balancing it all. I will say, um, the first two years, I don't know if I came up for air. Hmm. I was just constantly, you know, motherhood and the business came first and I didn't have like a, and much beyond that was Mm -hmm. kind of fell to the wayside. And sometimes I feel like I was the worst friend or, you know, cause that kind of stuff fell by the side, but I was doing the best I could. And I would hope that people understand that, you know, mm-hmm. and, but it's, it's a balancing act. And I think, um, I just try to say, okay, what's most important. And, you know, and I knock those down, but I, I work, you know, from home with my girls and I get the benefit of being home all the time, but I also, it's so hard because working from home is Mm -hmm. you can get half as much done in twice as much time. Yeah. So juggling that has for sure been one of the hardest things, but I also feel blessed that, you know, if I do want to go do something with my girls or if I have something at school, I get to do that. I, I can technically, you know, do that. Um, but 100% I could not do this without my husband. He is the most supportive, like cheerleader anyone could ever have. And I think that if he ever for one second, like, you know, made me feel guilty or said, oh yeah, mom has to leave again, it would tear me up. Right. But instead he said, aren't you so proud of your mom? Look what she's doing. And you know, you get to benefit mm. from this. And he is so positive about it. It's it's truly the only way I've been able to go after my dreams and succeed. Yes. And um, yeah, so people like to always ask, so does your husband work for high full time? And I'm always like, I wish, but we need things like an insurance and pay our, mm. you know, as you're yeah. starting. But so he works full time as well. So, um, but his job is flexible. So when I traveled in the beginning, he would you know, stay home on certain days, um, and stuff like that. So we just made it work, you know, you just, or I'd get babysitters or family would help, you know, first when I traveled here, had meetings and we just made it work. And I think the best part of being an accidental entrepreneur is, is being able to see something you work so hard at, um, that people love it. I get to Mm -hmm. like, I, be people that I don't know who benefit from high. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. Like that I, that they're like, we love high. And I'm like, they don't even know who I am. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that, you know? And, um, I think that the hardest part is, is definitely the, the balancing act or the mom guilt or the trying to 
you know, work and be a mom at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of recently, after kind of coming out of the fog, I've brought someone like a little nanny helper to come on and help sometimes. And so that then I can really separate my time. Okay, I'm yes. working for these hours. And now we're going to Lagoon or we're going to the pool and I'm putting away my phone. Mm-hmm. And that has really been life changing in the last little bit that I've done that. But it's still been so hard to be like, do I really need help? Do I need, do I need this help or can I do yeah. it? Because, you know, it's hard to like let that go. Um, but it's, I've really realized that it's, it's freed me and it's made me actually be able to spend better quality time with my yes. kids. And I'm still home all the time, too. Like mm-hmm. sometimes she'll be here with them. And I'm still here. It just allows her, you know, to kind of help or whatnot. And that's been that's been really life changing for me, but also humbling as a mother to accept that help as well. Well, and I think the problem is, is we really, truly do all need help. I mean, even if we aren't running our own businesses from home, we, we need each other. We need a community to 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 help us. And. I think the mistake of our of our generation is thinking that we are supposed to be the only sole parent. Really, it truly does take a village. And, and the worst thing we oh, can yeah. do is to forget that for mm-hmm. our kids. Like our kids need other people too. Yeah. And my kids are super social and they love going to other people's houses. They love meeting new people. And mm. so I'm fortunate and that's probably because of my outgoing personality, but so, you know, whenever I'm dragging them to events and because I have way too many to count and every Saturday this month I'm somewhere else. But you know what? They, I say, yeah, you want to come along with me? You know, because regular classes, I don't bring them, but big events and they get to meet people and, you That's know, be feel a part of it. And yeah. I truly do have a village around me, mm-hmm. my family, my friends. Um, they've been, that's what's so great when you talk about the, the highs and the lows watching people just that you care about, like seriously, like buoy you up and support you is so, so amazing. And on the flip side, it's been interesting to see people who you, who you considered a friend kind of be a naysayer. Hmm. And that was, that was probably like the hardest thing that I ever went through is, is a little bit of negative when you see like all these other people that you don't even know are like, this is so awesome and we love it. And then people that you thought were your friends kind of chipping you away. Like, who are you to do this? And, and that got to me for a while. Like who, and then I, I, one time I remember a meeting, I'll never forget it. I cried for two straight hours and they said, you know, who, who are you to do this? And da, da, da. And then finally I left and I said, who am I to not? Yeah. And, and I had to like, you know, call my business partner and be like, we've stayed solid on who we are. We've never said we're someone we're not. We've never said that, never said we can do this or that, or we've said who we are and this is what we created and this is what it's meant to do. And, you know, so that's kind of the highs and lows of creating something and running a business, but you know, it's to be expected. And honestly, 99.9% of the time, I can't believe how loving and supportive people have been. It's been amazing. Well, I love that's what you look for. I mean, because... It'd be hard not to get tripped on, on that 1%, you know, and I love that you're not mm-hmm. letting that take control over what you're doing and, and where you're headed. Mm-hmm. We always, Amber and I always joke, usually when I'm having like a, 
down moment, she's on the high of highs, you know, like just writing something great that happened and vice versa. When she's feeling down, I'm like, but look what we did here. And it, it honestly is amazing. We call ourselves the yin and the yang. We could not be more different yet have the, the most similar vision. You know what I mean? Like together we have the perfect vision, Mm -hmm. but we're so different. She's Jewish. I'm LDS. She's 40. I'm 30. Like it's, um, you know, like just, you know, she's more athletic and I'm more this. And it is amazing. It is so awesome. And I love that we have our differences. And I think that's what makes it work. People, I can't tell you how much, never do a 50-50 business. Never just have a business partner. It always goes bad. And we have worked so hard to never let that happen. And we still continually, you have to be conscious of it, just like a marriage, right? You got to be conscious and working on it in the same way. And we just, we care about each other and we care about the product. So we always say, whoever's more convicted, that's what we're going with. And it always leads true so far. I know we're only two and a half years in, but we just trust each other's gut. Like if someone feels really strongly about something, we say, okay, that's what we're going with. And I know that's not the business way of the world to go with things, but it hasn't led us astray. (laughs) I love that. You know, Emily, Mm -hmm. I have so many other questions that I just am dying to know from you, but unfortunately we're kind of running out of time. So I'd like to, Mm -hmm. to uh, hear from you. This question that I ask Mm -hmm. my guests is what have you learned about yourself the past few years that you would like to share with our listeners? I have learned that I can function on very little sleep. No, I'm just kidding. It's important. It's good. No, I have learned that I can do way more than I ever thought I was capable of. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And I have learned that um, if you open yourself up to people and embracing people and learning from people that it truly is the most rewarding thing. Um, Like I said, over the last couple of years, I've been able to meet people and learn from them that I never would have been in contact with when we're in our little circles of influence. You know, we get so used to that. And when you kind of open yourself up to these new worlds or new people and new experiences, it truly blesses your life. So I think I've really learned that to just open up and be willing to meet new people and try new things. And also I've learned that no matter what, just do it, do something you're passionate about. And I don't think everyone needs to start a business. I think as women, a lot of us have like in this generation. And I think it makes other women sometimes be like, well, I'm just a mom or I just do this. And I'm like, great. You're an amazing mom. And you're, you're so good at planning parties. I can't plan a party worth anything. You know what I mean? Like I always say to women, this is one thing I've really learned and in the last couple of years is that embrace your strengths yes. and run with them and embrace your, maybe your qualities that you weren't that good at and accept that you're not and let people fill in for those. So mm-hmm. one thing I always joke is I'm really good at this and so I can do this, but I'm really bad at this. And so I bet my friend, she's really good at this. So let's have her plan the parties or you're really good at cooking and I'm not so good at cooking. So why don't you do that? But you know what? I can, I can do this amazing. And I think that it is so freeing to feel like we don't have to do it all. Find your strengths and just embrace those and let the other things kind of fall by the wayside. Cause you know what? It's okay. 
if you don't, if you're not good at everything. Well, I hope everyone hears what you just said and passes it on to everybody they know. That was so good, Emily. Thank you so much for sharing that and your heart and all about your business. And I'm so proud of you, even though I don't know you personally. I'm just so proud of what you've made and what you're headed with it. And I can't wait to see where you go. So thank you so much, Emily. Oh, Thank you for having me. It's been so fun to chat. Wasn't Emily just so much fun to talk to? I learned so much about her and their backstory. I loved learning about her partnership with Amber and what has inspired their fitness community. And I love their hearts. And and I especially admired, too, how they choose to market their brand. It's pretty incredible to do that in spite of what sells online and in the world today. Thank you again, Emily, for being on the show, being willing to lend your voice and be so open about a lot of hard topics. In the show notes, I have included ways for you to follow Emily and her partner, Amber, and High Fitness, as well as their website so you can find classes nearby you. And there actually are so many classes offered all over North America. So definitely check that out. Next week, I have an episode with Christopher Clark. Uh, he is an incredibly talented actor and director. He is also a professor and the head of the theater department at Utah Valley University. A little over a year ago, Chris was diagnosed with ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. We discuss what would be a really difficult topic, except that Chris is also incredibly funny. So we, we talk about how his life has changed and his family's lives have changed as time has progressed since his diagnosis and what he still does to find joy and progress in his life, despite it turning out differently than he had ever envisioned. I hope you can tune back into that next Wednesday. And until then, take care of yourself.